you welcome to the podcast called to marriage should we talk about the name absolutely because at episode one we didn't have a name <laughs> yeah <laughs> so now we, we have we a name didn't have a name we decided to call it called to marriage can you explain that can you explain that? <laughs> <laughs> well we we believe that marriage is a calling and we believe that we are called to marriage personally so um we called it called to marriage it's more than the two of us being married and if you're a christian this is one of the fundamental truths in the christian faith which is that christ is the husband and the church both the individual church and the corporate church are the wives of christ so we are called into marriage as husband and wife now and into an even greater marriage which is the one we have with Christ so we said well let's call it called to marriage and i like it sounds good yeah okay so let's start with our scripture for today would you do us the honest oh it's already open well i'm still leaving it open i just i was giving it to you cuz i figured it would be easier for you to <laughs> okay, so today we are reading from Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 22 to verse to the last verse. <laughs> and this is actually what explains the name we chose um, called to marriage. This is the anchor scripture that explains it better. So let's see. Ephesians 5 reading from verses 22 Verse 22 to verse 25. Okay, so it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So there you have it. Hmm. Truly, we are called to marriage. And it's deeper than this marriage that we have here. It's, it's, it's a greater calling. 
And I think every Christian, every believer is called to that marriage. And that is exactly what we are called to exhibit, to portray in our earthly marriages. I'm married to my wife. I'm supposed to portray that picture of marriage that I have personally with Christ. And when you take that out, it actually distorts marriage. It makes it something else other than what God intended it to be. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about... Oh, I need that thing handy. <laughs> We're talking about how we met, how Thomas and I met. Yeah. How we started dating, how we fell in love, and everything leading right up to our engagement, which we will talk about on the next episode. Okay, so how did we meet? <laughs> how did we meet? Well, we met in Changchun, China at the church that we were attending. Yeah. And I don't remember the exact details, but I have one memory where I was learning Chi, which is Thomas's um, native language. language. Yeah. yeah, native tongue, um, being from Ghana. And, but there were other, there were a lot of Ghanaians at our church. So I was kind of just curious about their culture and about the language. So I had been learning it and I struck up a conversation with Thomas about it. And then the next Sunday he ended up bringing me a book, which I thought was really special. And I even wondered to myself, I remember thinking like, how did he have this book? Because it was a very <laughs> elementary, elementary book. Uh, about like rolling mats it's over there (laughs) 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 i'm like why do you have this but it was you know for my level because i was a beginner and the book was an elementary book so um yeah so that was the beginning of our friendship and from there we started to hang out during uh or on sundays we would i think did we take the same bus oh yeah she always started riding on the bus yeah, and we sat yeah. next to each other at church, and we tried to sneak into each other's Bible study groups, even when we mm-hmm. weren't assigned to the same group. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where it all began. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's for her, but for me, it started way before that. So before we met, before I gave her that tree book to study, I had already you know, run into her, spotted her, talked to a few people who knew her better than I did at that time about her and I came to know that she was a teacher here and I was a student. I'm I'm still a student here anyway. So I took a few plots (laughs) into getting to know her. So at that time when I was giving you that tree book, we were already sitting together in church in front of the church, which is something that only the two of us actually used to do. So we both liked to sit in front of the church. And a lot of people like to sit kind of far behind. So at that time, I was kind of my plot to get closer to her and know her more. So she was in the praise and worship team in our church. And when I started noticing her, I decided, well, why not join the praise and worship team? Just, you know, get close to her and learn more about her and how she interacts with people. So I signed up (laughs) for the praise and worship team. And... It was all a hoax, anyway. <laughs> I cannot believe so, you. So, <laughs> I attended just one rehearsal session that they had. And 
there I got to learn more about her, how um, how good she was, how she was interacting with people and how she was coordinating everything that was happening there. She was the one kind of calling people, hey, it's time, let's start. Who is doing this? Who is doing that? And then that really impressed me. And on the way to that rehearsal, we actually rode on the bus together. So I don't remember that. <laughs> it was a cold Saturday morning. <laughs> after Saturday morning prayer. Mm. And then we rode on the bus together for the rehearsal. So on the bus, we had a chance to talk a little bit more. And then I learned that she had been to Brazil. She had learned Portuguese and a little bit more, just a few details about her. And then after that rehearsal, we, I think that was even the day that we exchanged contacts on the way to the rehearsal. Maybe. Yeah, so we started messaging each other. And so that led to me giving her the book. Uh, I don't remember the order of any of those details. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the point is we were getting to know each other as friends and we were liking each other as people. Yeah. Although Thomas did have an agenda, which I didn't know about. I mean, I like you. <laughs> but um, it all came to... What's the word? A climax, maybe? Yeah. When uh, I went to his cell group uh, at his school for the first time. So Thomas was the leader of the cell group at his school. And my school didn't have a cell group because... You're the only one in your school. (laughs) Well, there were a handful of foreign teachers. And the foreign students were mostly Japanese and Korean. So they didn't speak English. So my church didn't have enough people at my school. I was the only one, yeah, yeah, to start the only one. There were other Christians, but they didn't go to our church. So I was looking for um, a place to go to cell group nearby, and Thomas's school was nearby. So and it was convenient and all that. So I decided to give it a shot. So I told him I was going to go visit. I went. I can remember how he. Just gave me all this honor that I didn't really <laughs> merit. <laughs> and, um, well, yeah. What was this, the honor? The way it's, it, may be, <laughs> it may just be how formal you were, you know. I remember how you introduced me. And I was like, oh. Uh, how did I introduce uh, you? I don't, I don't have a clear memory of that. I don't remember the exact words, but I remember feeling like it was formal. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, guys, we have a guest with us today. Um, blah blah. It was kind. Of, it felt like I don't know. You were just overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, maybe I was just overwhelmed. But anyway, um, so after the meeting was over, I hung around to you know chat chat with people who were there. But it was it took place in Thomas's actually dorm actual dorm room. So in yeah. there were like a bunch of post-it notes with all these words of affirmation and messages and quotes and whatever. And I was really intrigued by that. So I started, you know, I struck up a conversation and inquired about all the things he had on his wall and we And proud to that you thought I was younger. Yes. You and you know what? Okay, so I think the relationship conference did happen before that. I'm bad at well, the yeah, order yeah, of yeah. all did. the events, it, but it, yeah. It, it happened before that. Yeah. So I remember at the relationship con there was this relationship conference at our church and funny, today we talked about called to marriage. The title of our podcast is Called to Marriage. And really that's one of the first things that struck me that he talked about was about our marriage 
So obviously, because it was a relationship conference, we were talking about physical marriage, like between a man and a woman. But Thomas drew that parallel out between that marriage, like the one we have between ourselves now and the marriage that we all believers, we all the body have with Christ. So I remember him talking about that. And I thought he was just so mature and so wise (laughs) and insightful and filled with the spirit. And I even remember telling somebody who was sitting nearby me that, yeah, he's going to make somebody a good wife one day, not knowing that it was going to be me (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, I had just come out of a relationship, a short one, but it it was recent nonetheless, where the guy was younger than me and um, it didn't work out. (laughs) And the age did have a, did play a big role in why it didn't work out among other things. So um, I wasn't really open to a younger (laughs) guy and he definitely looked younger I mean, I still do. (laughs) Funny thing is, you are younger anyway, but just by a few months. So (laughs) (laughs) we're the same age. You were born in the same year. Yeah. So how many months? Five. Yeah. I mean, June, July, August, September, October. Yeah, five months. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so it was at the cell group meeting that I found out that, um, he was the same age as me. And mm-hmm. like he always bring out, you you even showed me photo ID to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I that was really. I showed you my my old college ID card from Ghana. Yeah, I think that's what you showed me, <laughs> not your passport. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was I would say the climax <laughs> because that was when I that's knew that he was <laughs> that he was uh oh my fair game that I could actually. <laughs> You know, be interested in him. Yeah, because he was actually my age. So, not that that matters. Okay, but in my case, based on my personal experience and my very last relationship, that mattered to me. So Yeah, it did. Yeah, so um, after that, we kept in touch on, you know, by phone. And I ended up inviting him to my place. And I really don't remember all the details about how that all happened and what we talked about or whatever, but we were getting to know each other on a deeper level. And then Thomas asked me out on a date. And then we had our first date. I don't play games. No, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) So then we had our first date at Burger King. So that's a precious memory for us. I know Burger King in America is like nothing, but in China, China, it's... It's nice. Burger King is king. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice. It's really, the fast food places, first of all, look nicer. Like they're better set up and they're a little bit fancier than in America. And second of all, you know, most foreigners, we really cling to those places. Not that we should, but you know, sometimes the Chinese food gets old. (laughs) The flavors. And it takes time to adjust. Yeah, it takes time to adjust. So it's really a nice treat to eat Western food or eat. You know, food that's yeah. more, uh, f- that our palate is more familiar with. So, at the date at Burger King, Thomas, you know, spilled his heart to me, professed his undying love for me. <laughs> I wish I could do it over and over and over oh again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so. That would be overwhelming for you, though. It was for me <laughs> on that day. I, w- I couldn't wait, actually. I wanted him to tell me that he liked me because I liked but him, then too. then when I did... Yes, when he did, I I wasn't expecting so much. It was so heavy for me that I was like, oh, 
<laughs> I don't know. So I couldn't give him any clear answer as much as he was telling me all his intentions, <laughs> he, how he wanted to pursue marriage with me, and he was very serious. And I actually liked that. But yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can make a decision now. So it was kind of left open-ended, but we had plans to go to the movies afterwards. So we did that, and that was good. And... We had our first kiss at the yeah. movies on the first date, <laughs> even though I wasn't sure. <laughs> but it's, I mean, clearly we had a bit of chemistry going on. But we did, and it was it was really moving fast. It did move fast, and yeah. that actually ended up working against uh, the progression of our relationship. Yeah, because you made us I, stop to think a lot. Yeah, I wanted to go forward with it but I just really was hesitant and then things were going so fast and so um, after the first date there was some break in between where we were still kind of keeping in touch and talking but we weren't official I hadn't given him an answer about whether I would be his girlfriend and one day she was undecided I was undecided and it took a while <laughs> so one day <laughs> he called me and he said I'm at your house, or I'm, I'm in the lobby, come down to meet me. And I was like, are you serious? Because we didn't plan for this, you know? <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh. So I, I went downstairs, and I was actually kind of sad and excited at the same time. I was sad because he wasn't really there. But I was excited because he left a note with a rose. I was laying words. And it was very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so I found his note and then I called him in disbelief like, oh, so you're not really here? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not here, but blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, and I was impressed because honestly, it's cold in China and or where we live specifically, yeah, I should it's, say. It's very cold. Yeah. Very close to Russia. Yeah. And I wondered... How did he find a rose? I had never seen any flower shops around. And I don't know. I was just really well, Jesus impressed. Said, if you ask, you <laughs> shall receive. I see. If you knock, the door will be open to you. Mm, well. Yeah, you have not because you ask not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, go on. So I took it upstairs and I read it and I savored it. And then I didn't know what to do. And then I called Dennis who was my friend, and I needed advice. Dennis is really important to us. Yeah, he really is an integral part of the story. Yeah. So shout out to Dennis, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, I told, and I told him how everything went down, and I was like, yeah, you know, I just, he's everything I want, but I just don't know if I'm ready, and I don't know if I should give him a chance. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And Dennis said, you know, I think you should give him a chance, and I and just... Thanks, it made sense to me, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think you're right. I should just give it a chance. So after I hung up with Dennis, I called Thomas, and I was like, I'll be your girlfriend. <laughs> Long story short, I don't remember that whole that conversation. Usually, because I was, I was patient, yes, because I could really understand her. She had just come out of another relationship, and things were, like I said, things were moving pretty fast for us. And maybe I was too strong on her, which I don't regret anyway, because, I mean, when you go out to hunt for deer, you don't chase after mice. <laughs> you go for the big kill. That's, that's how my attitude and my personality is. I, don't, I make sure that you really understand me. But I could also understand from her part that 
she was dealing with a whole lot and she needed a lot of counsel and a lot of calm in her spirit and in her mind as well so i could see her talking to people i i didn't know who exactly she was talking to but i could just imagine that she would talk to people to get some advice from other places so i had to just be patient so when she finally called me and told me that okay i mean it was a huge relief for me and by the way i thanks to my friends chanda and yeah, all my zambian friends <laughs> he helped you find that rose right yeah because we went out together i i, <laughs> I couldn't hold it i just had to you know ask her on hey where can i find flower and then they didn't know too we both we all new to china and to chanchun here so we just went out by taxi and then we started asking and then they would point us here they would point us there and it was getting late and then finally we found a store that had roses and then i already had my notes prepared so so they were actually with me when i came to drop it yeah near campus they later on i found out all these details taxi, yeah. so <laughs> Yeah, so, it was it was good. I'd yep. say it was a good waiting time too. And that was the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. When the relationship started, uh huh, it got off to a little bit of a rough start because number one, we had already kissed since the first date, and sexual tensions were high <laughs> uh, from the very beginning. Yeah. And number two, I wasn't quite in my mind. I wanted to be on the same page. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a mature person, too. I want to be marriage minded, too. Or I was marriage minded, too. I wanted to work toward a relationship in general. I mean, toward marriage in general. But with this particular relationship, like having come so soon after my last one and uh, just... I don't know. I didn't really feel ready. I kind of just jumped in because I was like, you know what? This guy's everything that I want. And I don't want to miss out on an opportunity to have the guy who's everything I would want in a husband. So even though I wasn't that ready, maybe mentally or whatever, I just went for it. But that did cause problems because I would kind of not take sure steps. My footing was kind of insecure and then also like us being in China, which is going to kind of segue us into the the dating in China. Yeah, the yeah the topic of dating in China. So that made our dating process pretty unique. Um, in yeah. that we were getting to know each other once we started our relationship and in a on a deeper level. And he was telling me things which to me were like amazing, like things he was doing in Ghana, working, you know, starting an NGO with his friend and doing all this volunteer work and doing like in all kinds of things he told me. And I just felt like you did all that in the same amount of life that I had because we were the same age. <laughs> I'm like, it was just really amazing to me and, and honestly, unbelievable. <laughs> so I had a hard time believing some of the things that he said because I couldn't meet his family. I couldn't visit his hometown. I couldn't, I didn't have any perception of his life back home. All we knew of each other was what we, what we, we knew here other, in China. Yeah. yeah. So we had to believe what each other 
said and that's what hard. we were saying to each other yeah that was harder for me probably than it was for him yeah it calls for way more trust yeah and so that yeah that made it a little bit hard and well speaking of dating in china so we didn't we couldn't meet each other's families um we couldn't meet each other's friends see each other's hometowns or anything like yeah. that and then I lost my train of thought. Dating in China. Oh, and then because we didn't have those people around, we also didn't really have good accountability. Yeah. Yeah. So we were mentioning earlier, we got off even to a rough start with our, you know, yeah, trying to keep things pure and honoring God in that way and stuff. Yeah, that was that was pretty hard. You know, I have to say, tried and tempted. Yes, we were. (laughs) Sorry, and like if I. I imagined, I don't know how different it would have been, but I used to imagine that like, well, if I were home, I would have my car. And if I had my car, then if we drove, if I drove to meet him at a date, then definitely I would come home and I'd even have my, I I lived with my parents before coming to China. So they'd be asking if I didn't come home, like, you know, where are you? So I wouldn't nearly as readily have stayed out, um, stayed out of my house or whatever. Um, Yeah, things like that. Or him coming over and then us being in, like, my room or wherever. Even in the living room, doesn't matter. But, like, I wouldn't have felt as comfortable as I felt here yeah. <laughs> having him over. We spent a lot of time together. And that's the other thing about China is that, like, in China, we all we got. Like, because our family's not here, we spend a lot of time with the, with our friends and stuff to just have that feeling of home, like having our foreigner friends or in my case foreigner boyfriend and i wanted to spend time with him and especially where we are in china we're in changchun which is a very cold place and in the it's winter it's cold for most part of the year so yeah in yeah. the winter it gets lonely it gets cold difficult to get out of the house and stuff so first of all you know you don't want to really be going out as much because it's so cold and second of all when somebody comes to you or you go to them you want to spend more time than maybe you're more likely to stay together yeah you you want to stay together so all those things really were were tough as far as really trying to you know have our relationship in the ideal way that we wanted it or whatever in the way that we felt would best honor god um, but thankfully, the Lord's grace That also was... pushed us, by the way. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, because we were dead sure to not have sex or to, you know, give that chance. And we were, we were determined to, even though it was hard, we were determined to stay pure. And we both had a good amount of reverence for God. So we decided to be more serious then because as it got stronger it became clearer that it's either we're going to put all efforts into this relationship and make it work Mm -hmm. so that we can please God or we should just get out. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So we decided, well, we're going to stay and we're going to make it work. So as hard as it was, he also moved our minds to the right places to start thinking and Doing things like just talking to each other's family and talking about each other to our families and all that. I felt like that was a good switch. When we started, when you started talking to your family about me and when I started talking to my family about you, things were getting serious then. We hadn't met our families, but it, it, it made it really visible to us that 
this is going to work and we shouldn't rush anything. Let's not be hasty in anything. It was so hard, but it, it still helped. And I, I, I don't know how we ended up not having sex or not taking it over the bar before we got married. But I can only say that God was just merciful to us. He just kept us. I don't know. I It was hard at some point to resist sexual desires and urge and all that. And partly also because we are... We weren't young, you know. <laughs> it was it was hard for us, but God just carried us through, and we got married. And even after we got married, you see, I'm 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 jumping a little bit. Even after we got married, we didn't have sex for a long time because, <laughs> <laughs> which is another thing we talk about. So it it switched. Like we were really trying hard to resist, and then we got married, and then. Something happened. I don't know how we got strong. We just decided we're not going to have sex for now. And we, we did it, which was mind-blowing, like seeing us, we were struggling. <laughs> well, what I said, I don't know if, it's, if I should repeat it this time around to we're doing it again. I, I feel like it's worth saying. I don't want to be um crass but i also don't want to be a prude sometimes you just have to put it how it is so i think primarily the grace of god was with us and that's the number one reason why we were able to abstain but i also feel like like you said as adults and we were older you know it makes it hard but in some in some sense uh, both of us having been virgins it also makes it easier because we've been going at like we've been abstaining for our whole lives at this point it's not like something that we're going to necessarily just slip into at this point in our lives. Yeah. Having abstained for this long. So, and I really realized that you really don't just slip into sexual intercourse, like from, from foreplay type activities. You don't, you don't just fall slip and fall into it. Not as a virgin anyway. And let me tell you, when I was, it's a topic for another time if we get around to those kind of details. But when we did consummate our marriage, it confirmed the fact that even if we had maybe tried to do it, it was it wasn't it's not something you just do yeah. really easily. Like it's not it's a big jump. It's from, work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a big jump from kissing and touching and stuff to actually having sex. So I thank God that he um, protected us and. That's a really enticing piece, what you mentioned about the fact that we waited even after we got married. Yeah, it, that was we'll strange that to me. <laughs> like, we were struggling before we got married. And then we got married and we we're like, I, we should wait. Let's try to do other things and, you know, just well, let's get, get more into wisdom. It's, it. It surprised me. It, I, don't know, I don't know how we were able to do it. Yeah, we'll save that one for another. <laughs> for a future podcast, so keep listening. <laughs> but um, yeah, so... Um, Dating in China. Yeah, I mean, well, was there anything else to touch on with that? I mean, I, I just want to get to the everyday life of, you know, partners here in China. So where we are, China is just full of malls. There are malls everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about going out... You're more likely to think about going to a mall, which would mean going to eat. And you like food, so that helps. But at some point, you get tired and you don't know where to go. There are a few parks around, yeah, but 
there aren't a lot of activities to do. So that also contributed. And like she said, it's cold. It's very difficult to go out and start exploring. The only time you could do that is with a very good Chinese friend who is willing to take you out, who knows places and stuff like that. I like Stella. Shout out to Stella. She took us to the trampoline park. We have a really (laughs) good friend. So it's hard exploring here in China. One, the language, two, it's cold, three, it's it's just too much. You attract too much attention as a foreigner when you mm. go to regular places that normal people go. Everyone starts turning to you, especially as a black person. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Flashback to our first date at Nanhu Park. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. We were the <laughs> center of attention. That was a really important time, too. Wow. Yeah. But we had a great first. Uh, I mean, that was like our first date as a as boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, so after that the, was. Yeah, after the Burger King True. date. And yeah, people were taking pictures with us, constantly stopping us to take pictures with yeah. us. Or they just took pictures of us without our permission or oh, recorded a lot, us. A lot. I don't even know where our pictures are. <laughs> In any case, to this day, even as we're married, like we went to Nanhu again. No, no, the first one was at Jingyue Park. Jingyue Park, yeah. So we went to Nanhu on our one year anniversary and somebody literally gave us her baby. <laughs> and said, Can we take a picture of you guys? Yeah, it was. It's really something. Yeah, we still have that picture. Yeah, that is unique to China, (laughs) I feel like, because I've been a foreigner in other countries before, but I have not gotten (laughs) nearly as much attention as we get here. And being a couple all the more, holding hands. Yeah, and and it's hard to manage that, you uh, know. You just want to go out and have fun, and then you have to deal with other things that you didn't didn't even plan for. (laughs) So it makes it hard. You just want to stay Mm. indoors and not go out. Yeah. Yeah, so, (laughs) yeah, and we also didn't quite have meaningful friendship here in China. We had friends, we had, you know, people that we knew at church, but we didn't, at the time when we were dating, we didn't have close friends, intimate friends that we shared things with and who also shared things with us. And that, I feel like that also made it difficult. Oh, yeah, particularly... There were some older people, and I feel like the older people, honestly, were even more kind of closed. Yeah, we had Nina. I mean, we had Nina. Well, Nina, okay, Nina wasn't even closed, though, actually. I was actually thinking about people at church and stuff like that as we were, because they really, well, we had, that's true. We had Nina, and that was helpful, and we had Nina in Milan. Yeah. Um, but, but at church, where we spent a lot of our time, our church was predominantly students who were like first time in college or whatever. So they were like 18, 19, 20, 21, yeah. 22. They were significantly younger than us. So they weren't quite as mature. We couldn't relate to them, especially yeah. as we were growing in our relationship. And the truth is we and, didn't even know who was in a relationship. I didn't know right. who was dating who. Including for the older <laughs> people. So there were also older people who were doing masters and PhDs and stuff. But some of them, I didn't know if they were married or not. Some of them were married. I had no idea. Yeah, some it was hard were, to know. Yeah, so long story short, we we couldn't bond with people in that way. As our relationship was growing, we really needed people to maybe guide us along or spend time with us, but we we didn't really find the quite the type of support uh that we needed and we were very forward with and public with our relationship. And that was I think different. <laughs> it gave us away and I'm pretty sure people just perhaps I'm just guessing didn't want to associate with us on relationship terms because we were very open 
and perhaps they didn't want to be that open. Well, people wanted to know all about our relationship, but they kept their relationship secretive or whatever, more more yeah. personal. I'll I'll say it that way. So yeah, at some point it felt like we didn't really have as much yeah support as we wanted and we couldn't find people to relate to us in the stages of our relationship that we were going through. We couldn't really find, yeah, that nobody yeah. else was having like a serious relationship, which was leading toward marriage. And and truly, even when we got married, like we were some of the few who got married, who met here, like got married here. There was another couple who got married, but they had already been in a relationship even before they came to China. They even had a child. David and Cam? Oh, no. No, I was thinking of, Bra Mumba, Deacon Mumba. Oh yeah, yeah. So so yeah, it was like a first time kind of thing where our relationship from start to finish happened here in their presence and they kinda didn't know what to do with us. But yeah. that's kinda leading into another another episode. Um Yeah. But so, later on we didn't make good friends, but it, it was you know, friendship takes time to develop. We had David, we had Emmanuel, but they, they were also doing their own thing. Oh, yeah. They were great. <laughs> yeah. So it was like they came and went. David and Cam also got married here in China. So. Shout out to David and Cam. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. They're part of the group. Yes. Who last got married in China as foreigners. Yes. Although, yeah. unfortunately, it was in another city. So. Yeah. We couldn't go. Yeah. So just to briefly summarize what happened after we started our relationship Around, I don't know, three months or so, summer hit, and I need, I was going home for summer break. Thomas couldn't come along with me, so um, it was really a, what's the word, like a decision-making point for me. For you, yeah. Yeah, where I was going to go home and I was going to see, you know. We've, only, we've been together like in a, a serious way. Like a test, yeah. We've been together in a serious way. But at the same time, it hasn't been long. So yeah. when I go home, how will I feel? When I see other guys, will I feel tempted? Will I feel start to question my own relationship? Or will I feel like, oh, I miss him so much and I always want to talk to him and I don't really care about what's happening here. <laughs> and so when I went home, I actually, as soon as I left, I missed him. And I talked to him. <laughs> I talked to Thomas as often as I possibly could, including in the middle of the night sometimes because the time difference, that's yeah. how it is. And even like I was so busy, so I would have to find times, you know. And yeah, I missed him a lot. And I talked to him a lot. And I didn't have eyes for anybody else. You started getting really like attached to me. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I could see some attachment developing when you were home. Yep. So the love had started to build even before I left, but I just was a little bit slow to pick up. Thomas always, or I don't know which one of us always says it, but I always know that I'm, I was a few steps behind him at all times while we were dating. <laughs> I was always a few steps behind. He was already seeing our end and I was always kind of like lagging, not quite seeing. So turns out I fell more in love with him when I went home. When I came back, it was just solid. We knew yeah. where, where we were going from here. We were going toward marriage. That was it. So the rest of our dating relationship, we were trying to figure out how we're going to get married, <laughs> even though we weren't engaged yet. But because China is a complicated place, we had to be thinking about it early on. Yeah. And even my mom had been talking to me about it. My mom is really 
something. <laughs> She's really discerning all the because... She's, well, but her in particular with regards to us getting married and starting things. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah, she. Uh, that's and that. That's the sense I'm saying she's discerning because she yeah. talked to me about those things early on before I even knew what I was really doing, and I think that was really, um, I don't know, like forward thinking, for lack of a better way of expressing it, because her not having met Thomas, I mean, she didn't have to be thinking of my end, like me wanting to get married to him and how we can go go about doing that. Yeah. She could have been still questioning me like, so who is this guy? What's this? What's that? What's this? What's that? But it leads me into the fact that not just my mom and not just my parents, but Thomas's parents and my parents were so supportive of us, considering that we didn't have a chance to like meet them and all that stuff. And that was a big strength to our relationship. Yeah. Having the support of our parents, having the support of our families. I'm sure they had their questions, but I think our parents trust us. Yes, and that means a lot. Yeah, that really meant a lot at that time, and it still means a lot. I, I do think they trust us. They feel like they raised good children who can make good decisions. And they trust our choices. They they do, and yeah. I'm really grateful for that. Shout out to our parents. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. That's all I've got because I don't want to get into the engagement stuff, but I don't know if you want yeah, to Yeah, I think stuff. that's it's, it's enough for getting to know each other and dating and how it was for us in China. Mm-hmm. It's a good summary of everything yep. we've been through. But on the plus side, I think being here in China also gave us a lot of room to build trust. Oh, yeah. It was difficult to build it, but once we trusted each other, once we knew that we were into, in, in this for good, it made it really solid and we relied on each other and we did things together. We did a lot of things together, really. We, 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 we developed that, you know, strength together as, as a team mm-hmm. before we even got married. So Very now so. it's really playing into it such that we go all the way back. We talk about our problems. We do a lot of things together and we don't feel like we are not able to, you know, overcome challenges. When there's a challenge, our natural tendency is to just deal with it and talk about it. Not that we don't want to talk to people about it, but we, we just, we've just been gifted with that sense that we are strong to deal with things. We do talk to people, though, but it was a good quality that came out of not having any interference and just being here alone and being friends and trusting each other and having each other's back. So that was really good. Mm. And... For me, I, I think, well, I'm just going to go into what I've learned mm-hmm. looking back to all that we went through during our dating season. I think it's just divine. I started thinking about a lot of things that happened around us. The fact that I met you when you were Len and Chi. The fact that I liked your qualities. The fact that our parents really didn't give us a hard time. And our family, at some point, your sisters came here. Audrey and Melissa were here. So we got to spend some time with them. And it wasn't a long time. But the fact that our families were willing to support us, when your mom, your dad had never met me, it was just a sign <laughs> that I'm, I'm not doing this. I, I, don't, I have not done anything to deserve this. 
I didn't come to China expecting to meet a, a lady who was already interested in my language. So when I see that, I'm like, wow, she's already learning my language. Well, that's a step forward. And then your mom, she even g- gave me gifts before we got married. Do you remember that? She bought me shirts and she gave me a card. Yeah, and I went home that, and that was so overwhelming. Like, mm. what, what more do I want? And how do I expect God to talk to me again about this lady that I like and what more questions, what questions do I have to ask again? So it just built within me a deeper sense of trust in the whole process. I didn't see everything, but I could tell that it was good and it had the hand of God because a lot of the things, the major things that everyone needed for a relationship happened without my doing. And I only had God to thank so it was just a done deal for me, and I purposed in my heart to work hard at the relationship. Mm. Yeah. So similarly, uh, and I'm just going to add a scripture to it. That's also my takeaway is um, trusting the Lord. Because we were in China, all we had was him. Yeah. So we had each other as friends and eventually relationship partners, but even for choosing each other and guidance in our relationship, I mean, who did we turn who could we turn to? We had to turn to God. Which reminds me of Proverbs chapter three, verse five, five. verses five and six. Yes. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your Always ways acknowledge, acknowledge him, him and he shall direct your paths. So trust in the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. Lean not on your own understanding. In our understanding, it was an impossible feat. We came to China never thinking we might find the love of our lives. China of all places. But the Lord knows exactly why he brought us both here. And now it's so clear to us when we didn't understand. We leaned on his understanding and he wrote our love story. And we bless his name for it. Yeah. So Grace found us. Grace put us together. And we're just riding on grace. It's on the strength of God. And that's how life is for us. Yep. I think we can end here on this note. (laughs) Yep. So next time we'll talk about engagement, marriage, And we'll answer questions about why we didn't have sex until several months after we got married. Yeah. (laughs) It's strange seeing as we were struggling. (laughs) All right. God bless you guys. Talk to you the next time. We love you.